Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Lorraine Ballard Morrill. You know, as we go along in life, we all have a soundtrack. How many of us have our favorite list of songs or certain songs that we go to time and time again that comfort us, that uplift us, that we play when we're sad, when we play when we're happy, when we play when we celebrate? Well, that is very much the theme of a book that we're going to talk about today. It's called Hit Play and its soundtracks and playlists in everyday life written by Dr. Dave Allen, who is a professor of marketing at St. Joseph's University. Nice to have you in the studio again. Nice to be here. Thank you, Lorraine. Well, that is so true, isn't it? There are certain songs, certain groups of songs that really become a part of who we identify as ourselves, right? Yeah, it becomes a, a situation where, you know, how many times have we all said, that's my song, and then that's my memory with that song, and I can remember who I was with when I heard that song. So Dick Clark said that music was the soundtrack of our life, and and he was, you know, so right. And then today, the soundtrack has become more of a, a playlist type situation where we have something that we've put together. It hasn't been put together for us. And so it's not just one song anymore. It, it's a multiple amount of songs. And, you know, when we go to work, when we work out, when we go to sporting events, church, there are songs that provide the themes of our lives. I wonder if there's a certain time in our lives when songs almost imprint themselves, because I know that many of my favorite songs were songs that I associate with my young adulthood or late high school, or even growing up. We used to play Top 40 Radio at home, and so Beatles songs and, and songs from that era became really a part of my internal soundtrack. I wonder if that has something to do with how people imprint songs that they identify with. You're absolutely right. I mean, research shows that teenage years were very instrumental in that. Uh, it's called episodic memory. So a memory associated with a song, it could be everything from your prom song to your high school song to a song you heard while you worked at the beach that summer. A lot of uh, parents would like it to have been earlier. The Mozart effect, which we talk about in the book, which is, you know, playing Mozart while the baby is in your belly would make you more intelligent. Studies show that that isn't necessarily true. <laughs> Although we'd like to think it was true, but the high school years are very instrumental in, in the music that you like. If your parents played classic rock from the 70s, you probably have some great appreciation for classic rock and even vinyl that it was on. And then the, the teenage years sort of break out of the parent thing. I want something completely different from what my parents listened to. And then that goes into either top 40, could go into hip hop, could go into anything at that point. But the songs that bring back the memories are those ones that you probably had in that 13 to 19 year old time. Also, and you kind of make a reference to it, the way in which we consume music, I'm sure has a lot to do with how we imprint and have songs become our favorite. Because for instance, when I was in college, there were certain albums that all my friends had, like Neil Young, After the Gold Rush, Carol 
King, Tapestry. But these were albums that really were cohesive. In other words, it wasn't like now we seem to pick and choose the songs that we like, whereas maybe a different generation would find a whole album that they could identify with because the album songs were all connected with each other. Yeah, that's that's so true. It, the record companies know this so, so too well now that the album is in a complete form is is not where we're moving towards. Uh, so the playlist of individual songs that we decide which ones fit together, usually a mood or a situation, it can bring us up and bring us down. It can motivate us. It could put us to sleep for that matter. But they're traditionally not by the same artists. They're a multitude of songs that we, we sort of put together like a, like a music buffet. And the plate is the way the plate is when we're done with it. And then that becomes something that we could share with other people and they could hear our playlist, but more likely it will be ours forever. And then we, we hit play. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing, too, is that I imagine that the great marketers in the sky, the people who make those huge decisions about the kind of music that they use for commercials or for movies, for that matter, play on that identification that people have for certain types of songs. Certainly thinking of, oh, shoot, I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was a movie uh, from the 90s, I think, or the 80s, and it was all music from the 60s. It was about a, a bunch of uh, baby boomers. And the very fact that the soundtrack of this movie reflected what their generation was all about, it brought back, I think, a lot of feeling for the people who were watching the movie because those very same people were experiencing those same songs, right? So in crafting the soundtrack, it plays back on those kind of shared experiences people had of a certain generation. Yeah, movies, you know, movies and television shows and are always, and advertising for that matter, are always trying to take us back to a certain time and try to connect us together. So even the Disney Pixar kind of films have figured out that the action is kind of for the children and the music is there for the adults that have to sit there with them. So if you notice, it's a lot of older songs that are played in Shrek and that kind of stuff that is not the generation of the child that it appeals to. Songs are mileage markers in our life. So if it's played at a certain point, once we've gone past that point, we can always remember back to that time and place. And so probably like you, I hear a song and I try to remember where I was when that song came out and what I was doing and, you know, what uh, everything was happening. So it's probably the one thing that we can point to that gives us a, a frame of reference, a, a point in time that we can look back upon and go, oh, I remember that song. And I remember, I remember what I was wearing that day. I remember what I was eating that day. I remember who I was with that day. So it's, you know, the music is there. The, you know, I can't imagine, you know, not having music on your birthday, not having music at your wedding, not having music, you know, anywhere you are. It's the one thing. It's the common element that extends to all of our experiences. I see how these soundtracks can also be used as a way of communicating and connecting with other people. For instance, you know, personal Side note here, my boyfriend of, of eight years, when we were he was courting me initially, he sent me a mixtape of songs that he thought I would like and also that reflected who he was. And they actually turned out not to necessarily be songs that I liked, but it was <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he made the soundtrack for me was a big deal. Was a big deal. And it was very sweet and it was, you know, a big selling point for him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, it worked. I, you know, I did the same thing for my wife. You know, our first date was actually The Whispers and After Seven at the old uh, Valley Forge Music Fair. So their music is very, very important to us. And 
the effort itself, you know, that, that mixtape, although there are still mixtapes uh, running around the streets of Philadelphia, I'm sure, is now a playlist. And, you know, iHeartMedia and the other streaming services have realized that that's a very valuable gift in a lot of times that a listener can put together for themselves and then have from music that's out there now. It drives the record companies crazy because it's just not an organized way of selling music. But from a listening standpoint, the consumer is in control now. So we decide what we put to with what other other bands of music. And, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag. That's how it's going to be forever now. Right, right. I guess you make a very good point because iHeartMedia, the iHeartRadio app, is now customizable. And so you can actually choose the songs that you get to listen to. You can certainly listen to a radio station if you choose to, but you can just pick a bunch of songs and create that playlist for your life as you speak about. What do you think is the future? I guess, you know, we're constantly evolving. Sometimes, you know, it's hard. I 20 years ago, who would know that this is the world that we live in now, that things can be so customized and it really is within our power to create these soundtracks and hit play. What do you think the future is? Well, radio's here to stay and not going anywhere, which I'm happy to say. But I think that because there's so many different places to get music, the ability to put that together will continue to be on us. And the people that know that that's how it's going to happen are going to benefit the most. There's now more music than there ever was before, and there's more distribution of music than ever before to pick music and to have it as part of your soundtrack. The key will be is, you know, will we have the time to do it? And, you know, we tend to have less time as we get older, and it becomes more of the, the playlist presented to us or the soundtrack that's presented to us. So it's growing and in more ways, you know, you just we just came off a political campaign which had a lot of popular music in it. Some artists going out and speaking for some politicians, some politicians playing songs that artists didn't want them to use in their campaigns. So it's a very valuable tool, and I think that it will continue to be that forever. Can't imagine going to a Sixer game and not having music at any given time. So I think that it's obviously um, proliferating astronomically. And the ability to put it together into this playlist will always be our, our choice. Music is, is something that's very, very important to all of us. We all have our own particular soundtrack that we identify with, and more and more we have control over that soundtrack, and that's exactly what this book is about. Soundtracks and playlists in everyday life. Hit Play is the name of the book. Dr. Dave Allen, who is a professor of marketing at St. Joseph's University. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.